Henda, you are now entering a space for black history, a voice for the voiceless, the Habinga on the line revolution, a marriage of chillers and platform that will last longer than it girl's marriage. Welcome to black excellence. Do not fear, for if you do, just sip on some grandeur. And if you still do, ask ourselves, what would Mapapunzi do? Parama chilla, itlesha lefiki. Bungo even when they ask you, how sabi do not fear. For if you do, just say, Anistivi. This is the medicine of censorship. This is the pill. Which one is that one? Podcast oh, and chill. It's good. I'm good in you, sir. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Speaking. Good, Does good. Know man. Like a lot. Yeah, the the uh, the lighting is way better. I think. Yeah, let's keep it like this, man. This is dope. Uh, I just want to check with my sound crew if the sound is cool. Is the sound cool? Your 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 side? Let me say something different. Uh, can you just say something like uh, what you had for breakfast or something? What's happening, bro? Can you just tell us what you had for breakfast or something like that? Just, just for sound check. For sound check, yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't, I didn't. I didn't remember eggs and uh, uh, for. That's good enough. Uh, that all the ones you uh, speaking. That's good enough. Impossible sausage. All right, cool. So be- right. before we start, right? Um, can I ask you something, man? Is there anything we can ask you that nobody has ever asked you, like on a podcast or something? Can you give us like an exclusive or something? I, I wouldn't know. But, nah. you know, as long as it's nothing else, as long as it's respectful and, you know, you ain't. That's to it. Me, Everything is, is respectful, but it's going to be honest from our curiosity. Thank you. Can you turn that music off? Yeah, just shoot. All right, cool. Nah, thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. All right, cool. We're going to start shortly, Come man. Come on, nigga. <laughs> Hey, we got an intro that we do from Africa. It's called Hinda Barimini, so don't be shocked when I start saying that, all right? Yeah, he's not possessed or by evil spirits. It's just his ancestors announcing that they hear in the interview. I hope you guys are recording this. All right, cool, man. Let's start. Are you guys ready? Cool. Three, two, one. Hinda Barimini, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special, a special edition of Podcasting Chill. We hang out with the, one of the biggest pioneers in hip-hop, uh, one of the founders of Rockefeller, Rockaway, whatever you want to name it. He started it, he's done it all. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Dame Dash. Dame Dash! Dame Dash in the fucking building! Wagwan, how you doing, Dame Dash? I'm good, I'm good. How y'all doing? Listen, man, you know, I know you probably don't know this, you probably don't know us, but this is such a huge honor because, like, we in SA consume so much American culture. So I literally know your whole journey. I'm such a big fan. I'm chilling here with my uh, uh, my co-host, Saul Panduka. He's yeah, even a damn. bigger fan. Bro, I, like, your story of the whole Rockefeller thing is very well documented where we come from, like, you are Rockefeller, where we come from, and the hip-hop heads around our corner. You know, the story of Rockefeller is very synonymous with you. Um, the, the image it took is very synonymous with Dame Dash. So you're a big deal in SA in South Africa, in case you didn't know. And also, we're not writing solo. Big okay, shout okay. out to, to, to Lita, who Lita made this Mai. happen. Yeah, so she's our ghost for today. Lita's here. You want to say hi to Lita? Hi, Mr. Day. Yeah, what's happening, Lita? She's been calling me in on what's happening out there. So I was like, what's going on out there? What's cool? We and, need you, you know, right here. Like, How you know, are you? I was you? curious to know. How you doing? Where you at? Oh, she's not on there? No, I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. It's such an honor to have you. And we're really privileged. I'm- Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. You humble me. Yeah, you Ta- inspire me so much. Tell me so something, crazy. Dave. What Thank do you know you. about the love that you get from SA? Like, do you even, even like, do you even know that how much we love you? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, now you're telling me, I didn't, I, you know, it's funny because I don't even honestly understand any, you know, I'm, I'm in like somewhat of a bubble, but I do appreciate it. And I'll be out there if they want me to come. We love to come to South Africa. I, mean, I remember when Most Def was out there for a while, he was always telling me how fly it is out there. He lived here. Most Dash 
most deaf, literally, listen to me, wolfing you and him together. Most deaf. He was like, yo, I like it out there. I'm going to probably live out there. Before he lived out there, he told me he was going to live out there. Bro, most deaf was literally living here, starting a family here until our fucking minister of foreign affairs started fucking up, home affairs. But we loved most deaf. He was literally, we embraced him. Because we are so entrenched in a part of that culture, that side. Man, I got albums with most depth that never came out. Shit, Whoa, that's wild, man. That's bro, wild. What are you saying? How did that come about, man? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. You don't know about DD 172? Most depth literally used to come into, I had an art gallery in Tribeca, DD 172. Most depth used to come in, put on the gig, change his clothes like Mr. Rogers, and stay there for days. Jeez, that's wild, man. Who else have yeah. you have, do you have albums with that were never out? Yeah. Jay Electronica, Wiz Khalifa. No, Wiz Khalifa! Jay Electronica! You see, here there's a commercial nigga and an underground nigga. I yeah, know Jay Electronica. I got, look, I, I, got, I got Black Rock Part 2. That shit got Sean Price on it. Uh, Wiz Khalifa, you know, with the black with the black keys. I got an album with RZA with the black gun, with the black keys that never came out. Oh, I got man. mad shit that never came out. So listen, before we get into a journey, right, uh, we're big fans of Drink Champs, and we watched the recent episode with uh, Irv Gotti. Yeah. And that nigga was singing like a... <laughs> he, that nigga was singing. Like a canary. <laughs> he was singing like a canary. Uh, wh- what did you think about that episode? The Irv Gotti episode? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Uh, well, just to uh, to brief it for you, he was just basically speaking about him and his relationship with Ashanti. That's all you were speaking about for three hours. You know, I ain't going to talk about Irv. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that man. And, uh, you know, it's not for me to talk about another man so much, or my opinion of him, unless it has something to do with me. Yeah. So it ain't really have nothing to do with me, so I don't really like how to get into the judgment of it, you know? Yeah. And when you had your own label, did you ever have, like, relationships with your artists? Every every artist was more of a personal relationship. I grew up with Cameron. I hustled with Jay-Z. It was, it was all personal. I, I took it more personal than business when it came to the artists. That's why I approached it different. Because I was fighting for my friends and my brothers as opposed to people I didn't know. So I had personal history with all of them. And did you ever date, like, any of your artists? Because, I mean, you had some uh, very beautiful ladies on your roster. No, I'm a gentleman. That's not, you know, men, for me, men don't really do that to the women, just out of respect. So, like, you know, you might talk to your friends and all that, but to get in public and tell their personal business isn't really something I would do. Ah, I'm, I'm a gentleman. I wouldn't do that. But what do you, what do you think about Irv uh, Gotti and his label and what they, were, what they were able to accomplish during that time? You know, I have big respect for anybody that survived. But again, you know, that's that's... Them. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything about her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm yeah I hear it. you, Dame. No, Listen, no, 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 ma- no matter how I, I have my issues with Irv, and I'm still not gonna say nothing about it. Like you know, Irv is deserved. Nah, nah. I see Irv, but you guys were the biggest label at that time when you guys dropped songs like Big Pimpin'. You were in yachts and stuff. When you started Rockefeller Records, did you know that this is? the label that would play such an integral part in changing the landscape of hip hop. Were you aware that this is what we're creating? A hundred percent. Or else why do it? If we're not going to make history, I don't want to do anything, you know? So yeah, yeah, I was, especially back then, it was like, I've always been very clear and I've always been clear about my competition. And I just didn't feel like people were approaching things the way we were. So I always knew that we were going to have a certain amount of success based on how real the stuff we were talking about was as like a lot of people like back then, it's a little different now. Like back then you, you really couldn't be talking about shit you was doing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so once we got to retire and we stopped, we were able to really talk about the shit in a way that related to people that were doing it. So we already had an insulated demographic, but when you're doing it like that, you know, when you get money and you're young, ain't nobody, especially from Harlem, ain't nobody gonna tell you you're not the coolest motherfucker in the planet, period. So with the cool and with the business and with the longevity and being able to break a social class legally, yeah, we knew we were gonna change the game. We had to change the game because there was no way for me to do it any other way than different. So we wouldn't have been able to do it the way everyone else did it. 
So he knew he had to do it different, or I knew he had to do it different, and I knew that we could do it different. I know that we were programmed to be told that we need them. And again, like you got to remember some, like, you know, I, I grew up in the hood, but I also grew up in private school. So I grew up around other cultures as a young man, very young. And I noticed that I was a bit smarter, stronger. I could dance better. I could do more shit. So I always thought that I had an advantage being black. So I just always knew it was opportunities. I was like, yo, yes. I'm a winner. As a kid, I was like, I'm a winner. It ain't no way that being black could be a bad thing. I don't care what they say. You feel me? And then I looked at the math. I'm like, I could fight better. I'm more athletic. I'm smarter. I could, you know, I could dance better. All the girls like me. Proven. Why, why would I ever think that I'm number two just because they telling me that shit? Mm. So I was looking at who was, I was just like, the only thing they got that we don't is a chance. They got yeah. parents that are doing well, that can give them support. That's all they got. They, they, these kids aren't in survival mode, but everyone that I know from my culture is. So life is a lot different when you're not in survival mode, when somebody else did the rough stuff for you. But because our cycle never breaks, we always first generation. Everybody's first generation. It's the same cycle as everyone has to start from scratch. So it's about being able to practice nepotism. And I was like, I got to build that. You know, but I was clear when I was young. But it wasn't no way somebody weaker than me was going to tell me they were stronger than me. But, bro, Dave. You're not going to trick me into believing that. I don't care what they say. Yeah. But, Dave, bro, like, every time I watch your interviews, man, you preaching gospel. I don't know if I'm correct because I'm not from America, but I feel like people in America are sleeping on you, bro. Because every time I watch your, your interviews or your podcasts, I'm like, this guy is preaching. You this is gospel. Something. You know what I mean? And I think it resonates with every black person in the fucking world. Is America sleeping on you, bro? I don't think so. I think I'm well received. See, again, if I'm a person that's looking for certain kinds of attention, then maybe maybe they're sleeping. But for me, the fact that anyone's listening is that, you know, I'm just a regular guy. So I'm not looking for, I'm just like, at this point, I'm happy that I haven't had to deal with the oppression that everyone else has had to deal with. I appreciate that every day, that because I've always put myself in a position of boss, I don't have to feel racism. You show me racism, I'm firing you, and I might knock your teeth out. That's what it is. I've never had to be like in a cowering. Like, I was thinking about it like, damn, why does everybody feel this way? And I'm like, well, if I had to work for a racist, if a racist actually controlled my destiny, then that's a different life. And I've never had to deal with that, no matter what, period. So I don't care how much money you get. If you have to work for a racist boss, you broke. You're still a slave to me. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it means your freedom can be bought and mine cannot. My freedom has always been priceless to me. My nuts mean everything to me, like Scarface. I'm not giving up, especially my nuts, pause for some bread or to be popular or, or not to be slept on. I'd rather be poor or slept on than give up my nuts. Hey, man, what's that pause thing, man? You guys keep saying that. What does that mean, pause? Yeah, it's a secret. The whole world says it now, but it's always been a secret. You got to figure it out. A lot of people know it. I, but, okay, tell me something, right? This mentality that you have right now, when did that stem? Because obviously you didn't grow up or were born with this mentality. Well, when? No, I was born with this mentality. My whole family had this mentality. So, you know, I come from a family of, of and again, I, I, I don't talk about my family so much because you're not supposed to, but I can just tell you this. My family is a long generation alliance and a lion ain't going to give uh, 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 birth to a little cat, a kitten. They're going to give birth to a, a cub. You know what I mean? So regardless of what, I never saw nobody in my family get taken advantage of. We've always bullied the bully. We, it's always been that way for generations. You know what I mean? But, you know, again, it's nothing that you can talk about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we've always survived in a very big way. And ain't nothing going to stop us from doing that. Generations of it. It's a bloodline thing. Bro, that, that, that makes me feel like you are woke at a very young age. And that makes me want to ask, who came up with naming your guys' label Rockefeller? Because, I mean, John Davison Rockefeller... Don't open the is one of the richest 
Americans who've ever lived. So, and that, that was that, so I had a double, double kind of, you know, it was like, I was looking for a name because we, you know, I wanted to be a crew because yeah. everybody else had crews. Yeah. So I was like, you know, we need a name. So again, what we, what we used to do that people didn't do is we used to sit around and what I do is I sit around and plan. Yeah. So, you ever watch The Godfather? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we know The Godfather. Uh, you watch The Godfather before the they commit a hit or a crime, they sit and talk and talk that shit out. They got a consulary. They got a whole thing. It's yeah. not a reactive thing. You got to plan out shit to stay free and rich. So I always would sit and plot, and I still do. A lot of people don't have the patience for it. They think that's talking too much. I'm like, you can never plan too much when you go on the wall, period. When you fail you to plan... People don't like to think it through. So we would do, I was planning. So I'm like, yo, what's the name? Yeah. So Tone Hooker came up with the name Rockefeller because it's rich, but also meant we Rockefeller. You know what I mean? Wow, man. And, and, and when did you learn about like John D. Rockefeller, the richest man in America to about exist? Him. You know, I, it wasn't like we were studying him at all. It was just a name we knew. You know what I mean? Oh, Wasn't you that just knew it. Like in South Africa, we know so Kessler. You know, you know generally about Rockefeller. You know what I mean? Money. Yeah. And bef before, when you guys uh, entered in the scene, which record labels were were bossing at that time? Which labels were fucking shit up before Rockefeller? There was record labels before Rockefeller. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> 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 nah, you know, you know, the obvious, like, um, Death Row was killing it, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, we like, Death Row, yeah, they were killing it, you know, before us, those, you know, Stax Records, we like Stax Records, shit like that, if you want to go old school, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's different people that got that vibe of moving as a unit, but doing other ancillary things, it wasn't just about the music, it was a lifestyle. So anyone that did movies, music, and fashion and all those things, that's who we were doing and emulating. So like Stax Records had that. They were doing movies. They were they were gangsters. They was independent. They had black and white people working together. It was cool. So I've always liked to do cool shit. Like I'm not so much on the gangster shit. Yeah. I'm more on the... Yeah, and then Bad Boy was Bad Boy... Bad Boy was killing it. Yeah. Mm hmm yeah. Bad Boy, Fat, uh, Def Jam, you know. So Def Jam was killing it. I used to like patting my. I used to watch what Russell was doing. I liked how Russell was moving. Back yeah, there. Russell. Yeah, Russell Russell's was, been hot. Yeah. So when did you guys realize that? Wait, we're actually doing something here, and we're shifting the culture. We've got something here going on with Rockefeller Records. Which drop made you guys realize that? Hmm. Probably a uh, hard knock life yeah. is when it was like a hard knock life. You you were very instrumental with hard knock life and how you discovered the beat because I know you guys were walking out of a a con a, a gig where Jay Z performed and you heard the beat playing in the stadium. Can you take us back to when you discovered that beat to hard knock life? Yeah, we was on tour with Puff. And that shit was making me nauseous every day. I hated being on tour for like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was sick. I ain't gonna lie. And uh, we had to open for him and all that. So we always, always thought we were like one step step behind. Like, we always thought whoever was doing it was copying us. You know what I'm saying? So it'd yeah. be like, what? But but they get there quicker because we would do it our way. Anyway, um, you know, we had, I think we got off the stage and Kid Capri was playing that shit to beat. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> so I ran up to Capri and was like, what the fuck was that? You know? And he said that, uh, you know, what's his name? Um, damn, I just forgot his name. Uh, uh, shit, he's gonna kill me too. Uh, you know, the dude that produced it, what's his name again? Clock. Uh, Clock. No, it wasn't Clock. It was uh, uh Let me Google key. it. Let me Google it. I'm just forgetting his name. I'm blanking. Like producer. Things... Big day. I shouldn't be forgetting his name. I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. But we're Googling right he told now. Me, he told me he produced it. I reached out. And they were like, yo, that's Latifah's beat. And I was like, yo, I'll bring you 10,000 cash right now. I had somebody send a paper bag to him. It was for Latifah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was for Queen Latifah. The song was produced by the 45 King. 
45. I didn't want, yeah, I was saying 48 keys. I was like 45 kings, right? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So that beat was for Queen Latifah. That was for Queen Latifah. No way. No, no, what he said was, what he said was she's supposed to take it, but she's been taking too long. So I was like, all right, well, I'll take it right now. You know what I mean? So it was like he was waiting for her. So that don't mean the artist going to take it. So it would have been like she laid vocals and shit. Then, Decide. like, you know what? What's that record? Um, you can do whatever you like. You know yeah. that record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I first heard that record. I first heard Benzino on that record. That beat. Benzino? <laughs> you had that Benzino? <laughs> That's my word. He played that shit. And I was like, that nigga might have caught a hit. And, 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 and then T.I. had it. I was like, oh, shit, what happened? I remember that. Let's talk about, uh, uh, we all watched you know, the... You know, whoa, you know, uh, I'm going to give you a fun fact. You know, whoa. Yeah, yeah whoa. Uh, whoa. Memphis, that was for Memphis Bleak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Whoa, I was sick when I found that shit out. I was like, you let that go? I was so mad. What are some of the records that certain, you let go? Certain beats, no matter what was on it, was going to sound crazy. What, are you for real? Whoa. What are some of the beats that you guys let go at uh, Rockefeller? I ain't that let go nothing. You didn't, for I ain't real? I ain't let go of nothing. So I'm watching the, the the Kanye West documentary on Netflix, right? And you there's there's some scenes with you in it, right? And in the beginning of that documentary, you can tell like you didn't really care about him that much. That's not true. I think you didn't, bro. I think more than Jay Z, I think Listen, if you're talking to me direct, you are. So what happened was he was making good beats, and they were hard. So anybody just blazed, anybody was supposed to have an album with me that had given me beats. Period. So I wasn't expecting him to rap. I never looked at him as a rapper. I always looked at yes. him as a producer. So yeah, and I still do. I, I right now in this very moment, I'll say he's the best producer that can rap. But I won't think about him as a rapper first. That's just how he ingrained it in my soul. Period. It is what it is. You'll and never tell him in your top ten. Nah, he's just he's in my number. He's my number one producer that can rap. He's the best producer he's that can amazing. rap. Besides maybe Drake. Give you me understand? A, but, but as far as best rapper. Nah, we we'll never do that. But to me, it always feels like Kanye West was signed to Rockefeller because you pushed for it. So if you didn't yeah. consider him as the hardest rapper, then your partner... No, 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 no. I didn't consider him a rapper at all. It was meant to be a compilation album with all the other rappers on it. So how did but he what get... So, so what, what, I'm going to tell you. So what happened was... When he got into it, he would always be rapping, but I was not trying, no one was trying to hear that, period. He was not trying to hear that. <laughs> not rapping. He wanted his beat. Y'all were right? going south, he was going west. <laughs> you know, nobody was trying, you gotta remember, you were, you, we was with like, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. This is before a certain lifestyle was like, you know, it wasn't that thing right there and then. So no one was looking at him for that. And I already told him he had a record deal. And cause you know, he had given us so many good beats. So all that time he was shopping and all that shit. The reason why is I could give a record deal, but I would have to go get it done, signed off by Lior, signed off by Jay, and they weren't signing off on it. So that's what it was. Whoa. But I couldn't go back to Kanye and say, yo, Jay and, and Lior won't sign off on your shit. So I, had to, so I was actually funding that shit. Me and Big sent the nigga, the, 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 like we sent them the money I, we actually sent them that, that, that drum machine and all that. Yeah. I sent that. I sent Whoa. that. I sent that to him, our, our money. Like, it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't like a, so behind it, like, he could, emotionally was not stable enough to know the truth. So I would be the bad guy. I'm like, what you think is me? Like, but I'm not going to do that. I, I just be like, it's not my job to be throwing niggas under the bus. I just had to get it done. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to remember, those cameras came from Cootie and Shike. Yeah, Cootie, yes, yeah, Cootie. Yeah. And, and remember, six, four to five years, when they, wasn't, when they weren't fucking with each other, I was doing creative control with Cootie and Shike. Oh. So I was still funding that company. You know, wow. I was still working with them. Wow. So I never stopped fucking, but you have Cootie and Shike's cameras. I have my cameras, so I have the doc for my camera. The real. So oh, well, you don't you don't see what I was doing behind the scenes to get it. No one believed in. Think about fighting for Kanye before anybody believed in what that was like. No, so listen. Even now that he's a billionaire, whatever. Every now and again, I gotta fight for him. Imagine fighting for someone that wasn't proven. Like they didn't show you me take him to Europe and London and all that and all the things the beef side the squash pause. No, you know, they didn't show all that. I wasn't mad about it. They just weren't there. 
But, you know, I do my doc when I feel like it. I got this thing coming out, a doc called In Love for a Living, that's kind of dope. And it shows everything I've been doing sort of after Rockefeller, because oh, those things, oh, art galleries and all that shit, Shut up, you know, man. that was really the stuff, the Renaissance shit, that was the most fun for me, because it wasn't so violent. Wait, wait, wait. The wait, biggest Renaissance Oh, oh pause, 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 Dame. Art gallery? Black nigga in art gallery? What are you talking about? Culture. Please explain yeah. that. Please explain that. I just felt like opening up, every time I got walls, it's going to be an art gallery. So I opened up DD-172 in the middle of Tribeca. And that was a place, and again, y'all can Google it or go look at it. It's all documented. And I had, you know, everything, everyone, I, I started creating culture, basically. You know what I'm saying? So I had the, 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 the rock, the rock um, um, venue yeah. in the basement. I had the art gallery in the middle. And then on the top, I had uh, the uh, television network. And then we had studios and pockets and just like bubbles in the middle of the fucking shit was like, it was like a place where superheroes went. So at any given night, it would be Wiz Khalifa, Currency, Most Dev, J Electronica with ski beats, us just making music, we're getting high and just having fun. You feel me? But it wasn't just rap, it was rock, it was indie music. It was everything, you know what I mean? It was artists, it was just, it was, so, you know, it's all documented. It's, it's crazy. Wow. I, I, y'all don't know about this? Nah, I didn't, bro. How do you get into art as a black man, I, I bro? That's such a white right thing, now. bro. Google DD-172 right now and see what comes up. Bro, how do you get into art? That's such a white thing, bro. Yeah, come on. I am art. I don't get into art. I don't have to get, make an application to get into something I am. If I make it, I'm in. So I made my own galleries and a place for, see, I, I was burnt out with the other ways of doing things. So I wanted to do it the right way. I'm like, why would I outsource having, you know, we make music videos all day. Why wouldn't I just have a collective of people that made music, make movies, do art, do it all in one culture thing, have a point of view and be independent. Mm. And that's what I did. So when I wasn't with Rockefeller, I had a whole building, 10,000 square feet. My office since Rockefeller has never been an office. It's been a building. Shit. And I did them all over the world. So I did DD-172, I had Poppington in the Lower East Side, I had King Dusko in Charleston, I had Po Hong Kong in China, um, in North Carolina. Hey, I you gotta one. bring it to Africa, man. You gotta bring it to Africa, bro. Yo. That's what I'm saying. Shit, man, before we leave the Rockefeller chat, man, I wanna ask you, pause. Is that how you use it? Pause? Yeah, no, you're, you're, not, you're, you're not even in the hemisphere, you are. <laughs> Uh, what's the greatest artist to represent Rockefeller? Mm. Mm. <laughs> no, Objectively. Yeah, Feelings aside. You're asking me if, if, if it's a choice between Jay and Kanye, I'm going with Kanye. <laughs> Whoa. All Damn. day, every day. Damn. Jeez, you know, Dame? Damn. Damn. I'm a, I'm a, I need some dash. We call <laughs> yeah yeah James, James dash. So we call like uh, when you're drinking and you need uh, like a soda or well, whatever. We sponge our hard liquor. Yeah, we, we call it dash. dash. We call it dash. So right now I need some dash oh, for my alcohol because that, that that that's fire, bro. Right, yeah. yeah. Why, why did you pick him? Yeah. That's deep. He's more creative. Hmm. You know. Huh. <laughs> but. To if, it's, if it's about if it's about a cre now, see, I can speak on that because you know I worked with both of them, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Kanye is a true artist, and he does it for the art, and Jay Z does it for the money. It's two different things. Oh yeah, yeah. Did did did, did you know? Because you were the one who pushed for Kanye to get that Rockefeller chain, the infamous. No, I took it off my chain. neck. If you look at, I took it off my neck and gave it to him. That's I know. I saw that. So. Now, that's because Jay wouldn't take it off his. <laughs> you know, if you look at it, I'm talking to Jay like, give him the chain. He's like, nah. I'm like, well, right. give him the chain. That was my gold. And my, oh, that was my canary yeah. yellow diamond. He's supposed to get that shit back. I never got that back. Wow. Like, I was going to replace it, but I never got to. Wow. Damn, man. No, it, it went to a good place, man. No, you no, saying so? You, I was asking because... Today, Jay-Z, I mean, he's got songs called uh, Picasso, where he raps about uh, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat, the whole art influence. And that really sounds like you the one to put him on. And yet you're still saying that 
it's Kanye who most represents the brand that you envisioned for Rockefeller. I'm not a pop artist. Like, I don't say the names that everybody knows. The artist I would say would be the names you probably never heard of. I like to discover art. Like, I don't talk about it before. I mean, after it's happened. I'm going to tell you the artists before they become famous. Jeez. And just, oh, gosh, man. I'm not, I'm not a poppy art guy. The only thing I got that's a pop art I can show you is, like, I have a wall from Aaliyah that was given. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, man. I, Whoa, I, I watched bro. a few documentaries about bro. you and, and, and Aaliyah. I made that to my case. I watched a few documentaries about you and Leah, man. Like, what is the relationship like with her, man? Well, Leah? Mm. You mean, what was it like? Yeah. What was it like, yeah? It was flat. You know, she was dope. You know, she's the one that showed me what being in love was. I never thought I'd get it again. And, you know, I've been able to identify it based on the similarities of my feelings on how I felt with Leah. So, you know, she was the coolest. So you were in love with her? Yeah. Completely. Shit, man. Is she the one that broke... Not on purpose, either, like by accident. Did you break her virginity or vice versa? That's... that's, Come on, bro. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Did she rock your boat? Rock your boat? See, let's tread lightly on that one because we got to respect her. She, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now nah, I got but you. Fair enough, what, what, what was your last conversation with, with her? Huh? What was your last conversation with her? Uh, I didn't want her to do the video. Which video? The video that, you know, she was going to do the video and I was like, yo, I told you he was going, because Hype, Hype is uh, the one that added that extra scene. Hype and I told yeah, and I told him, I was. I told her, I was like, yo, he's going to do that to make your budget bigger. And he did it. So she was like, I just got to do this to get it over with. So it was like, all right. So our last conversation was more or less about when the last next time we were going to see each other was. Wow. Jeez, man, that's wild, man. Listen, man, so in SA, right, uh, I, I don't know how it is in America, but all our parents teach us to get a nine-to-five. And when you get a nine-to-five, just be grateful that you got a job. How yeah, do you... That's the program to keep us controlled. Exactly. So how do you teach, can you teach our audience, how does one become a boss? Because you are the epitome of what a boss is. Boss nigga. I mean, I remember watching you. You have to have a a dream. You have to have a dream. And you have to be able to know how you're going to make your dream come true. And it should be something you own. Hold on, my son is up. Hold on. All right, cool. Clean, clean. Oh, you said the son is what? Uh, his son is calling. His son is uh, oh, asking for money. All right, that's cool. Yeah, um, it's what time is it? Yeah, it's eight o'clock in the evening. We don't have the sun out, so I like you. Rock the boat. <laughs> hey, he's living nice there. Hey, fucked up, dog. Ah, soul, soul. You just keep the sound. Just took up the sound, man. No, 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 just connect. Hey, oh, man. Hey, hey, hey Wagwan. No, What's happening? What's happening, man? How old is he? What's his name, man? This is Baby Dusko. Baby Dasko. Uh, Baby Dasko. Baby Dusko. He's uh, 20 months old. Oh, damn, man. How many kids you got, wow. Dave? Eight months and one year and eight months. I got, I got like. If, if you consider adults still kids, I got five. Uh, that's not bad. Shut I've up, got a, I've got a, I've got a daughter. She's uh, six months now. She actually turned six months yesterday, man. So yeah, so you gotta know that's the most important thing in the world. If you're not, if what you're doing isn't for something you love, then you ain't doing it for nothing. It's not for the right reason. Yeah. So you know, this is the reason why I fight so hard. So he don't have to fight at all. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I see you. Lo- I see you doing a lot of podcasts. Uh, what do you think is the future for podcasting, man? I mean, you know, it's a lane that's been created that you know people can uh, actually appreciate intelligence. So I like the podcast game, and uh, you know, there's new stars now. People that weren't going to be able to be stars at a radio level because of politics were able or even like be stars in music because of politics that have a point of view 
that just start talking. So if you look at what I've been doing years ago with the hip hop motivation, the culture vultures and all that, that was basically my form of a podcast, just sitting around talking, yeah. you know, and dropping jewels. And I was doing that for free, still do. But I'm glad that people were able to take that model and monetize it. But, you know, I've been doing radio. I was I had the Rockefeller radio like 20 years ago mm. on Hot 97 and on, uh, on uh, I think, Sirius. Why do they, why do you feel the need to always share your knowledge? Because most people that have knowledge don't want to share with anybody, because they don't want That's anybody. In survival mode. The reason why we are like thinking we're number two and we're number one is because we just don't know. So why would I be insecure? I want us people that are like minded, not just one color. People that believe in freedom and love. I want us to win, and I know what we're doing and how they're controlling us. How they're controlling us is not giving us the tools. And making us think that we're, you know, not as strong as we are, that we need and we have to be, de- it's like saying you have to be dependent on eating meat and you don't, or dependent on fuel and oil and you don't, because those industries go out of business if you don't use them anymore. So people keep you stupid so they can keep making money off of your stupidity. And I'm one that's like, yo, that's what killing my culture by making money off the fact that certain things aren't made available to them. So as soon as I'm made aware, as soon as I'm enlightened, that's my job to shine. And so everyone can get a smart tan. And that's what I want. I want us all to just be chilling. Who the fuck wants to be working and fighting against everybody? You want to chill. I smoke weed. Nobody wants to fight all day. That's the problem and the program to keep us from moving ahead. Keep us fighting each other. That shit don't make no sense. Fighting your family just doesn't make sense unless somebody else is benefiting from it. Mm. Bro, and how come you be able, how, how did you become a boss? Because like every time we consume American media, it's always about gangsterism, shooting people, being, you know what I mean? Like it's all one-sided, but you it's about were- being thorough. You know, it's about leading by example. It's about running the cash register before you hire someone to do it. You know, so what's crazy is we got a nanny but we'd rather do it. We'd rather, we'd rather take care of the baby. So the nanny did just so that they can do other things while we take care of the baby. But you know, I'm, I, I, but I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna go to work. Like I was thinking about this. The reason why people are programmed to have a nine, nine to five is so they can't raise their kids. So you can't break a cycle. The most important person to him is me and his mother. The person that he should listen to the most is me and his mother. Who's gonna care about him more than me and his mother? I can't pay somebody to care about him more than me. And I wouldn't want somebody to care about him more than me. I'm his father. So of course they program us to give our kids to strangers. So other people with other problems that don't do anything we want are the ones that are teaching him. I'm not leaving my kid with a bunch of strangers, man. Yeah. Why do you think gangsterism is so uh, rife in America? Because like uh, with these new drills. It keeps us from evolving. So, of course, survival mode and being strong, yeah, that's alluring. But the problem with it is gangsters should be defined different. <laughs> hey, Rock, you want to grab it? Only, only thing, it's not gangster to, 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 like, if somebody like, yo, I just killed my brother. That shit ain't gangster. And, yes. and that's the way it should be looked at. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. So, it's, it, so, you know, when you're in survival mode and you're young and you don't know, that's one thing. But once you become aware, you got to change the narrative. So the narrative of gangster is dealing with your unrecognized trauma, Hmm. right? We all need the therapy because we understand it's not normal to have to go through all this shit. A lot of the world does not have to. Hmm. Understanding your health. If something's wrong, fixing it. That's gangster, you know? Economic empowerment in a way that you stay free. Because it ain't gangster to go to jail. It's gangster to stay free. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the yeah. day, it's stay free, right? So that thing as well should be the definition of gangster. The definition of gangster should be how many laws did you pass hmm. to really fix the state of the world? Hmm. Do you know how to lobby? How many people have you helped? How many people have you taught? That's gangster. So what do you think you know? about the state of the culture right now? Because they're just propelling gangsterism. It's a cycle. It's the same cycle. It ain't, it ain't nothing different. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to break the cycle. So I think the culture's in a forward place with Web3 
And the fact that being smart is being listened to independence is now not num- is not crazy. Like, you know, when I was coming up and I was talking about independence shit, nigga was like, you gonna go against Massa? You crazy. <laughs> and it was like that. Yeah. And I was like, that bugging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, yeah. like literally, I'd be like, y'all niggas. I'm not. You feel what I'm saying? Niggas is somebody that's going to be letting somebody else control them. That's not from their culture. So, I'm not that. So, Dame, do you, do you regret, because I remember as a kid here in Africa, watching Channel O, seeing a Rockefeller video, one of the most memorable, because I love bums, videos was you guys doing the big pimping on a yacht video. And that was the first time I saw a woman literally shake her bums. Do you regret sending out those messages as far yeah, as... I said, so I, Google it. I said sorry like 20, maybe 15 years ago. I apologize. Wow. And that was something that I would never want my son to do. I would not... If anyone did that shit to my daughters, we would have a problem. So <laughs> Whoa. Are you serious, Dave? I didn't see that message. Google it. I apologize a long time ago. I, I respect women. I worship them. Women of God, they create life. So disrespecting them is, again, another yeah. cycle yeah. that been programmed wow, to, to make man. us disrespect the ones that create us. Yeah. And I'm not doing it. So, no, nah, that, that, those days have been over. And I guess I regret it. But that's wow. I remember my, at the time, my, my ex-wife, my girl at the time was Rachel. She watched that shit and was crying. Like, like you know what I mean? It wasn't, that video was extreme, when, bro. When my daughter see that shit, I'd be like, that, I was bugging. Like, I, 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 I'm embarrassed. But that's the I power know, of hip hop, bro. Because the first time I heard "bitch" on a song was an Eminem song. The first time yeah, I heard, I remember we like when we 18, 19 years old. We, we're not expected to know what the fuck is right or wrong. Now, if I'm doing that yeah. shit at fifty, then I'm bugging. <laughs> but unguided, you know. I'm doing that shit when I was twenty. Like, what I'm holding it. Lita's got a question that she wants to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Speak on the mic, love. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, right there, right there. Yeah. On the mic, yeah. yeah. Okay, your daughter Ava is twenty-two, right? Ava? Yes. I, I, I didn't hear the question. My daughter Ava does what? She's twenty-two years old. So my question. Yeah, she's twenty-two. Yes, my question is, what advice would you give to her in business? Because in my observation and my experience is that women are sexualized. So what advice would you give her? Oh, beautiful question. The best it's, advice from the dad. That's a beautiful, beautiful question. What advice, do, is what advice do I give her? I'm currently a father, so we speak every day. Yeah. And what I tell her is to control the narrative, be the boss. You know, women are smarter than dudes. I tell her that dudes are dumb. I say they, they lead on emotion and they shouldn't. That's not what they're there for. So it's really easy at this point, just based on the fact that I fought so hard, for her to build her brand, I built a mother's brand too, Rachel Roy, for her to take what we've done and take it to another level so she never has to be hired. So at the end of the day, my purpose was to build a bubble where if she wants to be a model, I'm, I put her on the cover of my magazine. Even though she still models, but it's by choice. She can model her own clothing line. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So whatever her dream is, it's for her to own it and to be the boss so she could fire someone that makes her uncomfortable. You don't have to ask when you're the boss, but you got to look at yourself as the boss to be the boss. You don't ask to be the boss. It's a it's a title you take. Bro, bro, that's Thank amazing. So wow. Dave, I wanted to ask you, man, what's your dream for a black child, not just in America, but in South Africa and anybody that's watching this? Because we've got viewers all over the world. Black child? Black child. Every yeah. child. Yeah. That their mother and father could take off at least the first three or four years and raise them. And, and watch them. Because your job as a parent is to look at your children and make sure they're not hurting themselves all day long. Mm. And trusting that with somebody else is not the ideal scenario for me. So the dream is, because the way my this child here, and all my children are dope, but I'm getting to raise this one and watch this one. Children are amazing. Every child has the potential to do so many great things if they have the right parents. So it's about teaching people how to raise their children because the kids mean more than anything. They're our future. And then what's your, what's your, what's your relationship with money? Because like, you know what you're saying, like you apologize for the big, big, big pimping video, but till this day, like rappers are still perpetuating that same, uh, ladies with bums, money, watches, flashy cars yeah. or whatever. What's your relationship with money? 
I don't, I don't, I don't really trust money. Money's the devil. Money's the thing that makes everybody compromise, compromise their integrity. Money's the thing. It's the biggest test in the world is what you will do and what you won't do for money. You know, yeah. that's all money is, is a, is a big test. Damn. So it's high making money. Not all money is good money. I don't fuck with bad money. You know, I won't fuck with people that fuck with bad money. It's, it's temporary money. If you get money in a bad way, you won't enjoy spending. So if I'm a drug dealer and I've got a million bars to drop on Rockefeller, you're going to say no? If you're a drug dealer, I'd laugh at you. I'd be like, why do you think I need your million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> Hell, damn. I, I remember as an African child watching MTV Cribs, I think it was, and I saw you wear a shirt and saying you don't repeat a shirt. I thought it was a shirt or uh, a pair of shoes. And you were like, you don't repeat a pair of shoes after a certain while. It was all of it. Do you, it re- all of it. Do you regret that kind of messaging that you were sending out yeah, bro, what's back up then? What's with you and man? He was young, dog. He was young. Yeah, but like said, the young kids... At, at, at 20 years old, at 2025, nah, I don't regret that at all. And, you know, that's how that's how I feel if I'm not making the clothes. If I'm going outside every day, I want all my shit crispy. Like, it's still the same applies. Like, I'm not coming outside in an old shirt. Yeah. I'm not doing Okay, but speaking about regret, right? What's the one thing you regret? Because what you got to understand about hip-hop, right? Well, it's so fundamental. It, it, it literally raised a whole... Uh, a generation in Africa Simply. like we talk like you guys we we speak like you guys yeah. uh, same thing we dress like you guys you understand what I'm saying that's how much impact you had what's the question what do you regret from like you know when you at the height oh, of your why would I regret anything I love that answer bro no, because that's your journey I, I, I did everything. I did everything that everyone in the world wants to do. Why would I regret anything? At, at the height of your career, how much money were you making, Dame? I never count my money. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> Dame! Dame Dash. <laughs> All right, cool man. We're Love gonna... it. How did how did you make your first hundred thousand dollars? Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Round of applause, quick question. Yeah. Quick question. Mr. Dave how did you make your first $100,000? Yeah, and then we're going to get to the milli. That's like asking me how I made my first $5. I do not remember. Do you remember your first milli? Let's say it was not legal. It wouldn't be the thing I'd want to say on television. No nah. problem. I got you. Listen, we're going to play a game. It's called One Must Go, right? Uh, so I'm going to give you two names. And you must tell me which one must go, right? Does that make sense? Do you hear that? Yeah. All right, cool. Here we go. Kanye West, Pharrell. Which one must go? Which one was what? Kanye West, Pharrell. Which one must go? Who must go? Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Love Pharrell, it, bro. Love oh, it. That's deep. He discovered Kanye. Kanye is like my son. Exactly. Yeah, but you can't just dispute Pharrell, what Pharrell's Pharrell like a distant cousin. You have to go. Just do it for that's the it, that's you it. can't you can't dispute what Pharrell has done for the game. Bro, you just like, man, how you gonna tell me what to do? Just do it for the ladies. That's how I feel. I would be like, it's not even a question. I'd be like, all right, peace. All right, cool. Family, bro. All right, cool. Next one. Uh, Joe Biden versus Noriega from Drunk Champs. Which ah, podcast must go? Podcast niggas. For straight rap? No, no, no. Uh, podcasting. Which podcast must Everything. go? Somebody has to go. Again, you two, both of them were signed to Rockefeller. Yeah, so you got to tell us which one must go. Is it the Joe Biden podcast? Yes, you can't ask nobody what they're going to do with their family. That's so, I, they both the same to me. They both got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yo, bro. <laughs> yo, James. You are the first guy to ever say both niggas must go. We love that. We love that. All right, all right next one. Ain't making no choices. Take them both. You feel me? All right, next one. Drake versus Lil Wayne. Who's got to go? I don't know. Like I said, they both got to go. No. Come on, come on, Dave. I can't do it. Got two different generations. One is important for one generation, and one is important. There's no, there's no Drake without, without Little Wayne. So it's hard to do that. 
gun to your so head. If, if you take it away, then that, there won't be no Drake, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Gun to your head. Who's got to go? Gun to Drake your head. Drake or Lil Wayne? Come on, you're a G. Come on. Come on. Gun to your head, fam. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's a tie to me. Like, I, again, ah, it, 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 like, you away. It, okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you took, if you took Lil Wayne away, would there be a Drake? No, it's not about that though. It's about who's oh, better. I'm asking you. Oh. My question it is who's about that. Drake? Okay, I'll take I'll take uh, Lil Wayne. What I'm saying you're asking like if you, if you take somebody father, then they don't have that son. I, I I'd say Drake must go, right? For me. The reason why I'd say Drake must go, he's one-dimensional. With Lil Wayne, like, he raps about fucking hoes, and he raps about loving hoes, and then he raps about real shit. You know, where Drake is one-dimensional, it's just about the ladies. And, and, and yeah, I, don't, I don't think about it that deep, bro. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why you can't answer. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really sick. Me, personally, no disrespect to anybody else. Yeah. But I'm not into hearing other dudes talk so much. So I be out here, you know, I'm not that interested. It's like if it makes me dance and it's cool, I fuck with it. But the substance of what people are saying, I don't ex I don't have such an expectation. So I'm not really listening like that. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just not I'm not that's not me. I'm not like I know I can tell you right now like Jay Electronica to me lyrically was like ill. Like yeah. you know, I know niggas that can rap. Yeah. It don't mean it ain't gonna mean he gonna make the best records. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. No, I got you. Let's move on. And I hopefully hopefully you answer this one. Uh Eminem Jay-Z. Who's gotta go? Eminem. No ways. You're fucking kidding me. Yo, bro, I respect you. Wait, wait, time out, time out. I respect just, just, you for that. Wait, wait, time out. Just because of the narrative, I'm not gonna choose a white man over a black man any day. Uh, that's why I said, uh, that's why I said I respect you for that. That's what I said. Like, you know, at the end of the day, that. culture comes before a personal relationship. Yeah, but yeah. Slim Shady is hot, though. Fuck y'all niggas. I grew up on no, Slim I stick to the script. I'm going with us no matter what. I got to. You stick to the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> you stick to the blueprint. Uh, uh, quick question. Who do you think killed it on Renegade, Eminem or Jay-Z? Nah, fuck. That's an unfair question. Hey, Ari, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think about it. All right, cool. Last one. <laughs> one must go. Rihanna, Beyonce. Who? Rihanna or Beyonce? Both. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> come on, oh, Dave. I'm talking about niggas' girls, bro. I, I know both of their girls. Both of both people I know their girls, so but I have no opinion on none of them. It's not about that. It's about who do you think one must go. It's not about that to As you. music move. Okay, okay, Again, cool. I, I do the personal first. So I haven't even looked at Beyonce in the face since homie started fucking with her, just out of respect. I don't even know what she looked like. All right, okay, okay, okay. I'm a producer, right? From a producer perspective, one must go. Pharrell or Just Blaze? Just Blaze always got to go. I was like, <laughs> no way! What? <laughs> What do you mean? He made blueprints, bro. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just fucking with you. I don't know. I don't know. No, but yeah, it's I don't tough. know. I, you know, Just Blaze was with us, so I would always say because he was with us, Just Blaze. You know, Pharrell gotta go. Yeah, thank I, you. I, thank I, you. Dave, I'm thank happy. you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate this. What are you busy with? Because I know you're always busy with something, and it's always inspirational. Like I said I just directed four movies. The Prince of Detroit is coming out. Um, and Love for a Living is coming out. The Dash NFT Gallery in the Metaverse is coming out. Uh, my girl's kid book is coming out. Wow. American Magazine is coming out. And, uh, you know, clothing line, zombie movie, comic book. You know, I got a television network. You know what I mean? So, so it's a lot of shit coming out. So speak about networks, Ned, just to give you a background about us, right? Uh, we were chucked out from the uh, radio industry. Nobody wanted to employ us, so we started our own podcast. It's now the biggest podcast in Africa. We've employed over 30 young people. We are all bosses, every single one of us. And right now, we're trying to tap into the American market. Would you be willing to take us under your wing? I think I just did. Hey! Because we're trying to come out there. We're just sorting out our visas, but we're going to try to come out there. I'll reach out to Lita. Maybe well, we can. They, they should do it for you, you know? Yeah. 
All you gotta do is just, you know, do your little tag shit, do your assets, and I'll just post, you know, I'll repost them. Oh, thank you, thank you, Dame thank Dash. You, Dame. We really appreciate this, man. And in last, uh, last question, we always ask everybody that we have on the show, what do you want to be remembered as, man? Yeah. As a warrior, like Alexander the Great, or uh, Julius Caesar, but the, the good kind that doesn't get clipped too early. So I fight for what I love, you know? I'm not an actor, I'm not a rapper, I'm not an entertainer, I'm a warrior. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. I, I think you're more of a Shagazul. Do you know Shagazul? Hey, look, check this out. Yeah. You got the, 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 the perfect DD t shirt. Boom, boom. Oh, wow. The socks. Boom, boom. You wow. feel me? Yeah, 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 man. The lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dance South Africa. Yeah, man. You know what, Dame Dash, yeah. uh, in an interview I once saw, he said he can't wear another man's clothes, so he makes his own clothes. He doesn't feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Well, what happened was. I ran into Ralph Lauren at a party once, and I you know I'm arrogant. And he was just grinning and shit. And when I walked away, I realized I had a purple label shit on. I was like, how am I, you know what I mean? I was like, it just felt terrible. Yeah. So wow. I didn't want to walk. I, I, if, 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 unless I know you know you, and you're alive, and I walk in and I'm wearing your name on me, it's a little embarrassing to me. How much you worth right now, Dame? Huh? How much you worth right now? It doesn't count. What you, the IRS? Lita, you got last question that you want to ask him? Do you vibe with Ama Piano? Oh, yes, an, yes. An, an African. So she's asking, do you vibe with Ama Piano? It's a big genre oh, it, from Africa right now, especially South Africa. Yeah. Put me on, I want to hear it all. Ah, oh, clean, clean, clean. So, Penduka, you got a question that you want to ask him? See, I've been asking. As soon as I met, I was like, "What's going on out there? Show me the culture, bro." We've got I'm a piano. It's massive. I was out in the UK yeah. the other day. It's huge there. P Diddy has has, has uh, uh, put it in his stories uh, when he's posting with Cubs of the Small. Yes, like it's not big in America yet, but once America endorses it, I think it's going to take over the world. Good. We need something new. And it's a different sound, man. It's a different sound. Yo, I'm Dave. Waiting. My question is: I remember listening to. I forgot which album. I think it was a black album. And there was Lost Ones, where Jay-Z said, motherfucking saying they made hove, made a hove, so make another hove. Do you feel like that's been a story of your life where people are like, oh, you discovered Jay-Z? How come well, when you wanna, part of ways? I don't want to make another hove. I don't want to do that. Okay. You got to remember, like, I made Rachel, I did a Rachel Roy, a Kevin Hart, pause, Lee Daniels. I mean, how much shit do I got to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not an industry that you can name that I didn't put somebody on. So, you got to remember, I directed Kevin Hart's first two movies. I discovered him off the stage. I funded Lee Daniels' first movies. You know what I'm saying? I funded, you know, I, I created the Rachel Roy brand in fashion. Yeah. So, I just go in other industries, even in art. You know, I've broken artists like BK the Artist and things like that. So, I'm not, I don't want to sell the same drugs. I don't want to sell. It's like, I already did that drug. So I don't think ah. about that at all. I didn't even, I didn't even take offense to it. You know, I, I, again, any acknowledgement of me in any kind of, of record, especially by someone that's legendary, it's all good. Keep talking, bad or good. I'm with it. In all honesty, I respect you, man. And I feel like you're an honest nigga, dog. Um, I don't want to disrespect you. And you don't, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want to. Uh, but why is it that you never want to speak about your fallout with, with Jay-Z? Because I'm not a girl. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. And it's well documented. We all know what happened. It's well documented. Dave Dash, thank you so much for your time, man. Anything you want to say to there's so many South Africans and Africans who love you, man. What do you want to say, man? Sorry about that, guy. I'm saying there's so many South Africans and Africans that love you. What do you want to say to them, man? We hope to see you out here. We hope to do a live podcast with you because you got so much knowledge just for not just black people, but people in general. Pardon me. I'll be, I'll be out there. If the circumstances correct, I'm safe, everything's good, I'm down. Keep dreaming. Don't let anybody ever give you a reason why your dream can't come true. And if they do, get them away from you. Wow. There's no negative in a dream, you know? But if you don't have a dream, then, you know, what are you, what are you existing about? What are you fighting for every day? Exactly. You know, but you got to know what can happen. I always say, 
I'm never going to get into a ring to fight thinking that there's a chance I could, that I'm going to lose. I'm always confident I'm going to win. Do you know there Trevor- is no law. It's always a learning experience. Do you know Trevor Noah? Yeah. Yeah, that's our boy, man. That's yeah, our boy, he's man. he's our friend. Like, I got <laughs> circumcised with Trevor Noah. We're in the same backyard. But who was he? Pause, pause. On that note, I'm talking to y'all later. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know Trevor Noah. I know who he is. I don't know him like that. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it, man. Take care, brother. Let me know when it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. All right, clean. To advertise, email podcast at thisismagie.com. Release yourself from order and logic and enter a new place. It's not work. It's not home. Yeah, no maps have been drawn. No books have been written. Nothing is certain. Everything is possible. Welcome to Podcast and Chill with Maggie. I'm assuming this doesn't end well.